You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Dear Elliot, you are baptized. You are adopted into the family of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Your sins are forgiven. And instead of bearing the name of sinful Adam, you bear the very name of God, and with His name is holiness. So you are His beloved child. And all this was delivered to you a month ago in your baptism. Martin Luther, Pastor Luther, reflecting on the benefits of baptism, is almost swept away with all the good gifts that the Lord packs into the sacrament. And he writes this, Therefore, every Christian has enough in baptism to learn and practice all his life. For he always has enough to do to believe firmly what baptism promises and brings, namely, victory over death, and the devil, the forgiveness of sins, the grace of God, the entire Christ, and the Holy Ghost with His gifts in short. So great are the gifts that baptism gives that our timid nature could realize that it would doubt whether they could all be true. And Elliot, all this is yours in in your baptism. And it belongs to all of us. To all of the Lord's baptized. Now, I think this is stunning that in the first place, that the Lord would even have any concern with us at all. And in the second place, that He would do something about our miserable condition. Today is Transfiguration Sunday, the last Sunday of Epiphany. And as long as the Reformation has been around, it's been the custom to hear of the account of our Lord's Transfiguration on the mountain on this Sunday. It's perhaps the most glorious moment in the ministry of Jesus, at least from our human perspective, there on the mountaintop, when the radiance of His divine nature peaks around the corner of His human nature and His face shines like the sun and His clothes are blindingly white. And there Peter and James and John are on the mountain seeing the glory of God in the face of Christ. But there's a surprise. At least I think this is a surprise. One of the surprising Uh, elements of the text. If you were writing this story down, if you were Matthew or or Luke or Mark and you're giving the account of the transfiguration and you wanted to impress us with how wonderful Jesus is, how exalted He is above all others, that you would want to show Jesus as God in our flesh, then you, or at least I, would have Jesus on the mountaintop by Himself. Standing, or better, sitting on a throne above all others with no one else around him. But look, when Peter and James and John are looking at Jesus in his transfigured glory, they see him with company. He's standing there with Moses and with Elijah, and he's having a conversation. And we have to ask, now, Jesus in his glory, what in the world is he doing with those guys? I think, I at least... Myself, I I think when I imagine God in heaven, in His glory, I imagine Him by Himself. When I sit and think about what heaven looks like, I I picture a throne, kind of nice clouds in the background. (laughs) You know, it's very sterile. Light radiating from the throne so that you can't hardly see what's there. But this, 
very sterile and very empty picture of heaven is not what the Bible shows us. Whenever the Bible gives us a throne room of God, a glimpse into the throne room of heaven, it's packed with people. Almost like there's no more room. It's just people are surrounding it. There's, there's people and there's angels and there's living creatures. There's all sorts of things happening. And, there's, and it's not sterile at all. There's sounds there and colors and songs and conversation. In fact, I think this is one of the most important themes that the entire Bible gives to us, that there is this conversation happening in heaven. And it is at first a conversation between the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit, and then it's expanded to all those who are gathered around the throne. We call this conversation sometimes the heavenly council. And it was there even before creation. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit speaking with one another in eternity. We get a little glimpse of this eternal conversation in Psalm 2. When the Father says to the Son, The Lord said to me, You are my Son, and today I have begotten you. This counsel or this conversation was there in creation itself. Let us create man in our own image. Remember that? And Adam and Eve were even invited into this council or into this conversation as God speaks to them his, his wisdom. And he says, eat every single fruit except for that one. But something happened in the garden at the very beginning of this council when the devil tries to cause his own voice to be heard. In heaven and on earth, the, the devil wants to be heard. So the devil comes to Adam and Eve and questions God's counsel. And Adam and Eve fall prey to this questioning. And now there's sin and death and suffering in what we call the fall. Now there's an eternal conflict between God's holiness and our sin. And it should be at this point that the heavenly counsel would turn against us and that we would be excluded from the conversation and excluded from this counsel. But it doesn't. The heavenly counsel at the point of sin the heavenly council turns into a courtroom. It turns into an argument. And in this court or in this argument, the devil comes to accuse you, to speak against you, to bring before the Lord's face your sin and your guilt. But here's the good news about the heavenly council. We have a defense attorney, what the Bible calls an advocate, Jesus Christ. The one who mediates between God and man. And while the devil is busy bringing your sin before the face of the Father, Jesus has another piece of evidence to bring, to bear. He brings his death. He brings before the Father's face the, evident that, the evidence that settles the case. He brings his blood. He brings his suffering. He brings his cross. <laughs> and that's what this heavenly council what this conversation is about, as surprising as it is, it's about you and about Jesus' death for you. Now, I suspect that this is why we shouldn't be surprised to find Jesus on the mountain taking counsel with Moses and Elijah or to see the bright cloud overshadow them and the Father joining in the conversation. Because what are they talking about? 
Matthew doesn't tell us. We have to peek over and listen to Luke, but uh, where he tells us that on the mountain, Jesus and Moses and Elijah are talking about Jesus' departure. They're talking about His going down to Jerusalem to be rejected and tried and beaten and executed. They are talking about the cross. And this, after all, is what Moses always talked about with the tabernacle and all of his writing and preaching faith into the hearts of the people in the wilderness, the death of Jesus. This is what Elijah and what all the prophets always preached to the people and their sins. This is what the entirety of the Scriptures is about. Jesus, dead for sinners, dead for you. And so it makes sense. That when Jesus, the Son of God, is walking around the earth, that the heavenly council would also be on earth. That Moses and Elijah and the Father and the Son and Peter and James and John would be gathered on the top of a mountain to talk. To talk about the dying of Jesus. Because this is what God talks about. The dying of Jesus and you. Now, I think that when we consider this, it, it might be, it, maybe it ought to be, maybe not, I'm not sure, but it might be a little bit embarrassing that the Holy Trinity is talking about you. But it is for our great comfort that we know what they're talking about. We know that while the devil is trying to bring your sins to bear before the Father, that Jesus brings something more profound, something better. His blood, which covers your sins. The heavenly council then is about your forgiveness, your absolution. It's about how you will stand forever before the face of God and that you will even be a part of that council. In fact, and this might be for another sermon, but if we understand prayer rightly, we understand prayer is the heavenly Father inviting us into His council. To even give him advice as his friend. But this heavenly council is making a way for us to stand before him forever. Not because we've kept his holy law. Of course, not because we have. But because Jesus has won the case in his death. And because we are covered with his blood. And if we, sitting here today, if we have any doubt about this, about our standing with God, if we have any question about what the Father and the Son say when they're talking about us, if we have any questions at all, then we need only to consider our baptism. For there in our baptism, in your baptism, the heavenly council was brought down to earth for you. There, in your baptism, you heard the very voice of God declaring you to be innocent. There in your baptism, God promised you that He is your Father. And Jesus promised you that He is your brother. And the Holy Spirit promised that He is your friend and that you are forgiven and holy. So your baptism is the heavenly council brought to earth. In your baptism, the devil and all of his accusations are overruled with the promise and blood of Jesus. In your baptism, the rags of your sin were replaced with the white robes of Christ's righteousness. In your baptism, your death, your death was shut down and the life of Jesus was given to your account. All of this in your baptism. In the end... 
when we consider the transfiguration of Jesus, we're delighted that standing there in his glory, he is not alone. Because this means that you, Elliot, and that all of you who are baptized, that you will also stand with him in his glory. And you will stand with him forever. Because you are baptized. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.